Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Artemis Fowl. Directed by Kenneth Branagh, Artemis Fowl is a science fiction fantasy adventure film based on the 2001 novel of the same name by Irish author Eon Colfer. The movie is out now on Disney+, Plus, but if you haven't watched Artemis Fowl yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Originally to launch as a franchise by Miramax in 2001, the film suffered long in development hell with several writers and directors attached um, until Walt Disney Pictures acquired the rights in 2013. Intended to be a theatrical release, Artemis Fowl was instead released on Disney's streaming platform due to COVID-19. Luke, you have the plot. Artemis Fowl II is played by... Ferdia Shaw. He's a 12-year-old Irish prodigy who teams up with his faithful servant, a dwarf and a fairy, in order to rescue his father, Artemis Fowl I, played by Colin Farrell, who has been kidnapped by another fairy looking to reclaim an item the Fowl family has stolen. I mean, this movie has had a bit of a long run in terms of being made and being put out. I mean, people have been waiting for it, fans of the books, even people who weren't fans of the book or who have never read them, I'm going to assume we're both in that category. So I'm just um, looking at the cast listing that you've done here and um, just the, the the names or the descriptions you put in the brackets. Artemis I had some second, fun. The arsehole. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> he is. We'll we'll get to him in a second and why I wrote that. Um, but this is, um, I mean, this movie finally got made. Um, you know, Disney put a fair bit of their budget, or, or uh, like they gave a fair bit into the budget. Uh, what is it like, one hundred and fifty million or something like that? I don't know the exact number. It's it's high. It's 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 an expensive movie. Of course, this was meant to be a theatrical release, and with everything going on, um, understandably, I mean, I I get it. I think they looked at this movie and went yeah, we're not going to, this isn't going to do well. Let's put it on streaming. You know, it's a bonus for us. Disney Plus does need something. Um, this is something, but holy shit. I'm it's, saying it right now. This, isn't a, uh, this is not a good movie. <laughs> it's an expensive movie. It's got a great cast. As we've said, directed by Sir Kenneth Branagh. Like, yeah, Sir Kenneth, no, that's right. right. Yeah. It's like Director of um, Thor. Um, other stuff. <laughs> Did you do that train movie? Yeah, I yes, the man on the Orient Express. In, that. in fact, he worked with Judy Dench in that movie and Josh Gad. They were both in that movie with That's him. That's true. Yeah, so he he has done a lot of good stuff, and and he's made this. Um, Judy Dench in this, like playing the like the I guess the gruff police captain type well i guess what they were going for is um her role as m in the james bond films maybe i guess that's the yeah that's probably a touchstone they were going for but hearing this i couldn't help but think of chronicles of riddick that movie there's things to like about it but she sticks out as an actor like a sore thumb you're like why is she doing this and i was thinking it again here but i've got to think she's got family grandkids maybe that's why she's doing it this is i think this is like her third disney movie i can't remember which ones they were but she's done a couple home on the range 
which was an oh, animated okay, well, movie, and right. she was in Pirates of the Caribbean 4, but it was That's almost one, yeah. a cameo at the beginning. Sure. I do research. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did it as well. I just don't write them down or have a good memory. Okay. Uh, but, but, you, sorry. Her, you're her right. In this, um, in this film, I, I'm trying to work out, is she doing a good Irish accent or is she doing a very offensive one? And for the most part, <laughs> I'm not thinking, yeah, no, it's not that great. And she is a fantastic actress. And no doubt she turned up to set every day and she had fun. But when you've got the bit, this is third act. Like, you just, like there's explosions <laughs> and everything's going yeah. on. She steps off the ship and then you get a close-up on her face and she goes, ah, top of the morning to you. You're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> So, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. Like you, you probably noticed the, the accent, like you know, inaccuracies, if you want to call them that, uh, probably more than I did. But to me, the accents were all pretty terrible. <laughs> Not to say the Irish accent or variations of it are, but I, it just seemed like I don't know. They just, yeah, when there's something like that dialogue from Judy Dennis, there, it's just like it, something about it doesn't sound right. Um, but you know, for every time she was on screen, I was just questioning. She does st- stick out. I'm just like, why is she? here and why does she sound like she's had you know she's been smoking yes two packets of cigarettes since she was 10 years old like like i say she's the gruff police captain like that's who she (laughs) is but you've got to think that this is a kid's movie like it's based on a series of books young Mm. adult books and there's i'm I'm thinking there's jokes in here like okay you've got the big strong guy yeah he's you know he's um he can get emotional at times and he's crying, you know, thought he was going to die and he's surviving. And I guess if you're young, that's funny. Here's the tough guy and he's showing the softer side. Yeah. I'm just not thinking, because we're not the audience for, for this movie. But interesting. I mean, I've got to say, my, clearly not. Yeah. My eldest is eight and youngest two, almost three. Neither one of them wanted to watch this movie. No interest whatsoever. Mm. I watched this on my own. <laughs> just not keen. Oh, that's but that's the, that's the thing. Like, we should be able to watch, um, you know, a kids movie, and or if you want to call them a kids movie, or a family friendly movie, and still find ways to enjoy it. And that's they're the they're the best type. And that's not just limited to like you know Pixar movies and stuff like that. Like good kids movies will bring, like will you know go further than just the the kid target audience. And this one isn't doing that. Um, but let's talk. Let's talk the plot a little bit. Like there isn't really one. Like there's the I mean, whole there setup. Is. With... There's the whole thing. The yeah. MacGuffin. They need to. They need to get it back because you've got um, Holly Short, who's the fairy that's going to go out, and we're hearing mm. that her dad was accused of being a traitor, is a villain because he took this artifact, but he did it. He, he wanted to do it to protect his people, and then you've got adult. Uh, adult senior or Artemis Fowl, Colin Fowl, and he's got a reputation as being a thief and a badden, but really he's trying to do the right thing by the magical realm. And that's pretty much what's going on. And then you've got yeah. the young Artemis Fowl and he's just an absolute dick from start to finish. He's, he's a pre- it's, it's, it's hard when your main character in the show, the star, you know, the equivalent is he's your Harry Potter of this potential franchise that this is. He's 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 the man. He's so unlikable. Like I just not for one second was like, 
Like at first I was like, okay, I get it. They're setting him up. He's, uh, you know, he's cocky, He's but he's very knowledgeable. You know, like, okay, I see what they're doing here. Yeah, he's a bit of a dick, but, you know, he'll come around by, you know, at least half, halfway through the movie. And as he maybe makes friends, then they go out on their journey. And it just doesn't happen. He's just a dick. He's a dick through, from the start to the end. Nothing changes. And then he's a cocky little shit at the end when he puts on his sunnies and goes... I get a sequel. No, you don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't. But, and the thing is, like, everything that happened, you know, like, his dad's been kidnapped and it's all about, you know, it's like setting up, the whole movie is setting up, we're going to go out there and we're going to rescue him and we're introduced, to, he's meeting all these characters and they're teaming up and I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's this ragtag team, they're going to go on an adventure. They don't. Like, they do not leave his mansion house thing. It's all within there. It's, you mentioned a third act. I felt like there wasn't a third act. It, well, okay. Things, I, things I watched it in the second act and it just keeps going until the movie ends. Like it's, it's one. Okay. Act. I said to you, I was struggling with this movie. I was half an hour in. <laughs> so maybe because I watched this 90 minute movie in three half an hour parts, maybe that's, oh, yeah. This thing, it's distinguished for me in three acts. For the last half an hour is the act. <laughs> it's the best part of the movie. You know, when Artemis Fowl isn't on screen, it's a better film. You know Which what? You, you, you mentioned Holly Short, like the fairy cop girl thing, um, Lara McDonald. I would dead set if they were like same actress, whatever, same character, but it's just all about her and her adventures in like yeah. the you know the other uh, magical world. I would watch that. I mean, I probably wouldn't go out to it, but I would have preferred to. Whilst watching this movie, I was like, I would rather follow this character and watch this character and, you know, just hang out in this, I don't know, magic fairy world, whatever it is. It just seemed like a more interesting place to be and a more likable character to be with. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. But when it's hard to root for your main character and it's potentially <laughs> the start of a brand new franchise it, it's problematic but they did cast an irish actor and of course colin farrell also irish so at least when in ireland it does feel more genuine it, okay the <laughs> irish for the most part whenever judy dench wasn't barking orders we've got josh gad in here now i've been watching his um his web series, Reunited Apart, which is absolutely fantastic. And he comes across really well. And I've liked him in movies. I've seen him mm. um, on TV. I think it's called The Comeback, him and Billy Crystal. I like his work. But often what he'll do on Reunited Apart, I'm not sure if you've seen it or not, but he will maybe, he'll do an impression or he'll do quotes. And he comes across as a big fanboy, but it's really entertaining, right? Mm. So after watching many episodes of Reunited Apart, I see him in this, and he's playing like this tough, gruff character. And, I, and again, I think Josh Gad is great. I really do. But I struggled to take him seriously in this movie. And I think it's because I've seen so much of him as himself doing impressions. So when he's playing this tough guy, I had a hard time. I just, uh, you know, I, I don't even disagree with you there. Um, even though this movie does set up a whole bunch of ragtag characters, I just felt like, what was the point of this one? Like, why was... It can tunnel. He eats dirt or he spits it out his ass. Oh, yeah. And that was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes in like, one end. Disturbing. Out, yeah. But again, I mean, again... The childish. And 
yeah, another expensive little shot there, and but it's just like okay, that was weird. Um, Can you remember? And yeah, so. He, yeah, I sent you a behind-the-scenes shot, and it was a practical effect mm. of him with his jaw outstretched. So we we'll, we we'll see the you know the CGI effect in the movie for the most part, but they did build that effect. So I'm curious how much of the effects they actually built, how much was practical compared to CGI, because for the most part the CGI looked really cheap, especially a movie of this size in a Disney movie like the what's he called, a centaur, like the, you know, part human, part horse, like the, the yeah, yeah. tech guy. He looked horrendous. The visuals <laughs> of the character was just shocking. The movement the best, seemed quite right. The best visual effects, I mean, like, the, the magical, I don't know what it's called, the magical world looked pretty decent. It wasn't, like, anything hell amazing. You know, we've, we've seen grand spectacles on film of, of otherworldly places. This looked pretty damn decent, though, for, like, it, a kid. Yeah, for the first movie, which is sure. fine. Think back the to best. Thor 1. You obviously yeah. a little bit of Asgard. Yeah, or like I'm thinking like underwater kind of thing, like Aquaman, stuff like that. S- Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, you know, like, I don't know, where's Jar Jar Binks from? Anyway, got sidetracked there. Um, but the, the best, the best um, special effects in here are probably when, like you, the last half an hour, which is what I'm going to call it, is when, you know, there's missiles and I don't know, drone things flying around and there's all fairies and there's explosions like yeah there's action and all the characters are dangling from you know giant chandeliers and falling out of windows and all that kind of stuff like things are happening i just didn't give a shit <laughs> but it looked good so there's that i guess honestly i think i had a better experience with this movie because i didn't watch it from start to finish <laughs> so watching half an hour going away coming back and watching some more and then because again i do think the last half hour i will call it the third act is the best part of the movie <laughs> like a it mini was, like a little mini series it was like a mini series not a great and one. the third episode's <laughs> action-packed <laughs> yeah and it's, you know thing things are things are happening um yeah i, I think it worked out quite well for this movie that they could put it straight onto Disney Plus. Oh, that's the thing I was going to say. Um, a lot of the, I read upon reviews afterwards, and they were not pretty. <laughs> like we're talking about this movie, but more often than not, people are referring to the fact that it's two hours of your life you're not going to get back. Is this version of the movie we've got at Disney Plus cut down from what would have been on the big screen, or do you think maybe? They're just saying two hours that like maybe they watch some ads or I don't know how it works with the with the critic screening, but a lot oh. of the reviews were talking about the fact that it was a long, boring two hours. It's well, maybe and ninety minutes. Did the critics also watch it on Disney Plus, or did they have like some sort of other screen? It would have been before Disney Plus. They, they might be including travel time. Uh, <laughs> I don't oh, okay. know. But, but interesting, interesting. Yeah, that maybe they're probably just you know just um, rounding up. Or that, no, or it you was don't that round up from an it, hour and a half to two hours. That's oh, that bad. It, it felt like two hours. It felt like two hours. Oh. I don't know. I just thought maybe, maybe there's something to that because what I will say is that it wasn't clear. Like, there's a lot of there's we're told there's a lot happening here. You know, there's this you know fancy world, and there's not just fairies. There's goblins. There's all these other creatures, and I don't think they did a good enough job of establishing the world. Like we've got mm. Ireland. But what else is out there? And they didn't really do too much. And I think... Well, that's why I thought they were going to go on an adventure and they'd have to go to the magical world. And But no, they, it, Artemis Fowl does not leave his house. 
Like imagine, that's like imagine, oh, ridiculous. you know, a Harry Potter movie. How, how long is it? 90 minutes. Yeah, like, what? It's just not. Yeah. Not long enough. And <laughs> like the first one's like two and a half hours, really. Like, that's, I've, I've got to be honest, the though. Unex, the unextended version. <laughs> For this movie, 90 minutes, that's enough. For me, personally. But maybe, I, think, yeah. I don't know, maybe there's. I don't know. I, 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 I'm trying to stick up for this movie, but I just can't. No, but but you're right. Like there wasn't there wasn't really world building. There was hints at there was a greater world to be built upon. There was a lot of like character setup and story setup for the next movie. Like this is this is 100% hardcore an origin story to a a, a sequel we'll never get. Like a franchise we we're not getting. Like it's. There's no payoff to anything. Like I said, it, it, the movie felt like they were going to go on a on an adventure, and we never got to that adventure. It just happened to be they had a they had a scuffle and a, and a big battle, which well, it, which again felt like a second act kind of thing. Like and and then it, and then the movie ends before the adventure actually starts. It's it's yeah, it's weird. It's a movie that is 100% set up ridiculous there's not even a villain like the, the villain in the movie is some character called opai kaboy which apparently is a pixie yeah. and, and i only know this i only know this because yeah. my goo i i looked it up the movie doesn't establish it it's some no. random hooded smoke and mirrors character with like some weird breath or did i just make that up i don't know i think they have a weird no there's, there's there's like a, there's a green effect from whenever the imagine, yeah. it's a light. there's something something going on but you you see them on screen for maybe a total of 30 seconds that's your villain there's no setup there's there's just the movie goes hey here's that villain if you know who it is because you've read the books you know and that gets you excited she'll be or he'll be in the next you movie know, i did oh, know, doing, a, doing a bit of research uh, just so i'd actually have something to say <laughs> Because I'm thinking, what can I say about this movie? Um, it's actually adapted from the first two books. The first book is purely setting up the world and him finding out about his family. The second mm. book, his dad is kidnapped. So they've taken two books and crammed it into fine. a 90-minute movie. You're thinking about it. Do you know what this movie feels like? Like a two-part TV pilot. Because you've got your pilot, and that's fine. No, do you know what? Because if, it's, it's got room yeah, to grow. It does. And I think that's why... It's, and yeah. Even if I had watched... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I watched this as a two-part TV pilot, and then they were like, okay, like this is going to be the show, and you know they're going to go on an adventure, maybe I wouldn't be as harsh on it. I'd still be like, this is pretty... This is still pretty shit. But I'd be like, look, it's a TV show. Obviously, the audience is pretty low. Like, you're pretty young. And... As a TV show, I'd be like, oh, you know, they you know, it's a pretty big budget for a TV. I know, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd sway the other way, but the fact is, it's not. Yeah, but it's not a TV budget. But you look at something like, you know, another Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian. Like, there's ways mm. of making a show like that look, look expensive. But I think if it was a TV series and, you know, the, you know, the age range that they'd be going after, the demographic, I think it could have been fairly successful for them. Well, that's not the way they went. It's a movie, and we're going to have to rate it at some point because there's Let's... only so much more time I'm willing to spend talking out of this battle. 
I just want to point out one other thing. You know his okay. friend character, like the the, the butler's oh, daughter. Ridiculous. Daughter? Yeah. What the hell was her point? Pointless. <laughs> Absolutely pointless. And this is why and I'm that's, thinking that's another example that there's it feels like it's an edited movie. Like there's more stuff going on because it wasn't really that necessary. Because you could have used that character as well as the fairy to bring something out of Artemis that wasn't him just being a dick all the time. Like, you could have seen yeah. both sides of him. Exactly. That, Which would have been cliche, and I would have been expecting it, but the fact is, like, we didn't PG get it. It's a Disney movie, so you can go with cliches. Like, yeah, there wouldn't have been anything wrong with that. But she like, was wasted. She, I'm glad you mentioned her, because she was in it. For a I just bit. wanted to throw out one more negative point. Um... But yeah, let's let's rate it and put this movie to rest. I can't remember the last time I came down this low, but I generally did struggle with this movie. And if not for the podcast, I would not have finished it. I really wouldn't. I reckon I'd have probably done maybe 10 minutes, but I stuck with it. But again, recognizing that it does bug me on occasion where you'll get critics and they'll go after a kid's movie. And, I, and I'm, like, I'm the one that's saying, but you're not the audience. But I'm recognizing that this movie wasn't made for a 36-year-old male. I get it. But I watched it. And for me, and again, a movie that my kids, who should be the target audience, my 8-year-old, 80, my 8-year-old for sure, I'm going to come in at a 1.5 out of 5. And I rarely, rarely do that. I rarely come under a 2. But I'm doing it. 1.5. Uh, that's yeah it, it's it's madness i'm yeah <laughs> i'm not like the i have no words i have i have no words um i i think i gave it a little bit more than 10 minutes before i decided that i didn't want to watch anymore but for this podcast I, I finished it on and it it was around the time that colin farrell was on screen which really surprised me it's just the interaction with him and, and and his son i was just like i'm not buying this and i i think i had checked out then but I pursued with it. I feel like there is potential to this story, this franchise, this book series, whatever. Um, the wife had has read some of the books, some of the early books anyway, and she just said at the end of it, she was just like, butchered it. Just like oh, not right. even close. She was like, they missed the whole point of the character. She's like, yeah, the character is sort of villainous to an extent, but no, just didn't didn't hit it even get it anywhere close i'm genuinely surprised just how bad this movie actually is and and, you know besides the disney live action like remakes like most of their live action stuff in the past the past couple years have been pretty big misses and this is just another one to add to it so that nutcracker movie that one with oprah in it i can't remember the name a wrinkle in time that's the one a movie with time traveling yeah. shenanigans. I've not seen either of them. Didn't work for it. Oh, just shocking. didn't watch it. Yeah, shocking. Um, I will also match your one point five out of five. So bad. Yeah, it's just so bad. And the point five is purely. It would be a one, but the point five is purely for like you know. There's some good effect shots in there. There is yeah. a bit of action, and it looks pretty damn decent. So, and for for fairy girl. I like that. She's all right. Give her a movie. <laughs> all right. Um, on that, though, um, with a shit movie comes pretty shit trivia. 
Colin Farrell's suit that he wears is a it's a Dolce and Cabana suit. Yep. And apparently when the costume department met to do the fitting, it fit him perfectly. No. No it adjustments didn't. needed. They didn't need to pin it. Okay. They didn't need good. to trim, cut, sew, nothing. Yep. It was good. I mean, the good suits. <laughs> and and he's a he's a good shaped guy, I guess. Well, okay. Perfect. Can I perfectly fitting. Can I just add to that? No. Colin, well, well I will. <laughs> Colin Powell okay. recorded all his scenes in three days. Three days. That was it. Three days. I read that too. Yeah. Job done. <laughs> Great. Is that better, than the, better than the suit stuff. I don't know. Oh, look, he's in the movie. He's in the movie for like 10 minutes, I reckon. Probably not, not even more than that. So Yeah, I just yeah, I don't know. Like I'd rather follow his adventures. Let's stay with him. <laughs> you know when it gives like a knowing look to his son as in you're doing it lad you're going to carry on the family name you're going to carry on and I just didn't believe him <laughs> I just I, yeah this uh, the <laughs> because that's, of, uh, that's the, the final scene right it, it is like yeah. right before they walk yeah. towards the plane they're just like didn't believe yeah. him they're standing there the two like just two douchebags just saying yeah we're going to have a sequel and you're going to do it, kid. And it doesn't... Yeah. No. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> that's it for our review <laughs> of Artemis Fowl. Oh, the movie was foul. Uh, please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsduepodcast.com. If you missed it, Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at The Shadow from 1994. And Rewind and Review went back to one of the greatest years of cinema, 1984, to talk all things Ghostbusters. Be sure to also keep an eye out for our next review, You Should Have Left. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.